York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show here giving you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time. And it's time to celebrate another Nick win because the Nick win seven games in a row. Gunshots for these New York Knicks and six games in a row on the road. The first time since 2013. Celebrate your gritty, your ugly, your New York Knicks. RJ Barrett gives you 24 points, four rebounds on the night, shooting 52% from the field. Julius Randle gives you 25 points. 14 rebounds, nine to tell from the free throw line, hits you clutch, clutch free throws at the end of the game. Shout out to Julius Mitchell Robinson gives you 10 points, 13 rebounds and four blocks. Jalen Brunson, my captain, my all-star, the best Knicks point guard that we've had since Jason Kidd. He gives you another 30 piece, 30 points, two steals, two assists, two rebounds, shoot 50% from the field and three of three from three. Grind gives you six points. The Pacers scored a lot of the points off of turnovers, gives you 18 points off the turnovers, but it didn't matter because the Knicks gave you that grit, dug in, play defense and gave you clutch shot after clutch free throw shot and win this game. This game was close guys. This, this, this game was really close. It was a good win. Even me being a Nick fan. If I, if I was a, uh, just as a basketball fan, this was a great game. Very, very great game. But, and, and I'll get into that a little bit later, but before I get into the details of the game, First, shout out to FUBU TV. FUBU TV has teamed up with Nick of Time Show. If you want to watch the Knicks for free on MSG for seven days, all you gotta do is go to FUBU TV slash KOT and you can watch the Knicks for free for seven days. So shout out to FUBU TV. Also, please hit that like button and that subscribe button and help me celebrate the Knicks win. Let's get into it, God. Let's get into it. You know what I, this, there's a transformation happening before our eyes, guys. There's a transformation happening before our eyes. And sometimes, you know what? We wanted Tom Thibodeau fired. We wanted to dismantle the team after that Mavs loss. We wanted big changes. But sometimes the biggest change from a loss doesn't always have to be personnel. It could be from within. And ever since that big loss to the Mavs, 
when the Knicks were embarrassed on their home floor, the Knicks have grown from within. They took on another identity on the defensive end and they've held teams under a hundred points for a large stretch of the game. They've only allowed eight and a half three pointers, um, um, with the teams that we have played so far. And today, today that trend didn't continue, but it didn't matter. Cause at the end of the day, the Knicks still played their heart out. They gutted it out. It, it, the shots that were made today weren't, there were some defensive lapses today. Of course, this team is a very hard team to guard in transition and particularly buddy healed, right? If you lose buddy healed for a second, he's going to catch you with those transition threes. He really studies Steph Curry and how to get open for the transition threes. But outside of that, the Knicks defense held a stew. They were fortified. The way these guys, the paces were scoring wasn't really in the half court per se. They were really scoring off of misses, off of stops, off of transitions and off of second chance points. And during this win streak, we've gotten a lot better at ending those second chance points today. We got, it was a little bit of slippage, but all in all, the Knicks really showed the grid. I'm proud of these guys today. I'm proud of these guys today. We, we, we did a really good job and I'm going to start off talking about Jalen Brunson, the leader, future all-star. I feel like a lot of Knicks nation. I'm not talking about you in the KOT chat. A lot of Knicks nation is sleeping on the impact of Jalen Brunson when they're talking about always oh, get somebody here to 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 just get an all-star hair in the Knicks uniform. I'm looking at my team and going, I think I already see one. Jalen Brunson fortified. Clutch shot at the clutch shot. As of today, Jalen Brunson is in the 86th percentile. When it comes to isolation plays, as today, Jalen Brunson is top five in clutch scoring. As of today, Jalen Brunson dropped another 30 points on another team's head. As of today, when the Knicks faced the Pacers, once again, when things got low, when things got tight, Jalen Brunson came up with big plays. There was a part of the game where the Knicks were down. Jalen Brunson got five fouls and it was looking dire. And I think we were down, what was it? Like 93 to 99. And the Knicks didn't give up. The Knicks scrapped. Paces got a little bit tight. That's what happens when you play a young team. They got three cracks of the shot. Couldn't get over the foul. Couldn't get that five offensive rebound. All of a sudden, you're looking. Jalen Brunson hits a step back three. Boom. Jalen Brunson reads a steal and goes for a layup. And next thing you know, it's a five-point swing. Jalen Brunson stayed clutch today. Made great plays and it was all after things were looking dire man 
Neesmith was giving us problems. He even walked to the hoop, but the Knicks collectively stood tall. Big stop by Quentin Grimes towards the end of the game, right? But even though he, he got that steal at the end of the game, he turned the ball over, but he was able to get the big rebound to get it right back. Julius Randle himself, one for four in the beginning, in the first quarter from the free throw line, when the game was on the line and we needed free throws to put the game away, Julius Randle came in through the clutch. I think he hit six free throws. Did he, did he hit free, six free throws, Chad? I feel like he hit six consecutive free throws. That wasn't the, the Julius Randle I saw last year. Don't look now, guys. But this team is starting to turn the corner. The team men mentality is starting to, to turn the corner. And it's starting with Jalen Brunson. There's a calm now. That happens with this team when Jalen Brunson's on the floor. A huge calm. No one gets rattled. We already seen the moment, big moment Brunson take over the game with the Bulls. The same things happened today. But it wasn't even just Brunson. There was multiple times where I felt like this game could have gotten away from us. And this Knicks team fought back in the first quarter. The Knicks bench comes in. The Pacers start to pull away. IQ drives and kicks. Randall hits a three. Bang. Next play. Hartenstein screens IQ's man. IQ hits a three. Bang. This game was back and forth all day. And it's starting to get to the point where in the beginning of the season, we were shaky with the back and forth. We couldn't hit the big shots, but now we have multiple people doing big shots. That Those big shots to keep the, to, to keep the game close were good in the first quarter. Jalen Brunson hit big shots. Grimes hit, made a big play. And not, let's not forget, Grimes hardly touched the ball today. One of three from the field goal, but that three he made was one of the biggest shots of the game. Quentin Grimes. Listen, I, I remember somebody telling me before. I made a declaration. I told somebody I, when the Knicks were in kind of losing, I posted this on Twitter. And what I said was this Knicks team would destroy the fourth place Knicks COVID team. I said that in October when we weren't winning games. Before Grimes was here, before we got it together, <laughs> and I'm telling you, Grimes and Jalen Brunson is taking us to the next level. Reggie Bullock, when he was here, God bless his soul, he played four quarters worth of defense and two quarters worth of offense. That man always disappeared when it came time to clutch time. But Grimes is not scared. Hit a clutch three to bring the game within one. Really did well playing against uh, 
Halliburton today. I know Halliburton did get some minutes, some, some, some burn, but he did a great job on Halliburton today. And has really fortified our defense. Really great team. Team effort buddies, Knicks. Led by Jalen Brunson. When's the last time we even had a player like Jalen Brunson on this team? Congratulations to you, Knicks fans. Y'all made it. Y'all survived. Y'all survived Chason Randall. Y'all survived Frank Nilakina. Y'all survived Mookie Norris. Y'all survived Emmanuel Moutier. Y'all survived Trey Burke. Y'all survived all of these points. Y'all survived it all. We, we survived Chris Duhon. And now we got Jalen Brunson. I, this was a bad... This, this was one of those statement games... Where you look at Jalen Brunson and you're looking at Halliburton, you go, yep. If these two were battling for that last point guard spot in the All-Star game, you're giving it to Jalen Brunson. You're giving it to Jalen Brunson. This helps the cause. This definitely helps the cause. So salute to my guys. Salute to these Knicks, man. They did a great job from the tip. And if you want to call in, you can. Dial that number 319-527-6241. But from the from the tip, and you know what I really liked about this game too? The Pacers were playing defense now. The places were playing defense. From the rip, they were they saw what Randall was doing. They were doubling Randall and they made other people beat us. Which is right at this time, I, I want to turn the camera on none other than RJ Barrett. We got to talk about RJ Barrett for a second. RJ Barrett finishes the game with 24 points, shots 53% from the field, 10 of 19, four rebounds, four or five from the free throw line and gives you a block. Now, to me, today, it looked like for me, there was a little bit of growth from RJ Barrett when it comes to how he's attacking the paint. Seemed very poised. Extremely poised for long periods of time, except when it got into that third, that fourth quarter. The fourth quarter is where things got crazy. But what I loved about RJ Barrett is when it came to the two-point shots, that man did not miss he played bully ball on top of that he was finishing with his right hand he went right like three or four times in a row take that Stephen a talk about rj band can't roll right and then not only that he dumped it he he went to the hole he's like oh yeah yeah y'all talking about my my percentages now y'all don't think i can finish went to the hole strong dunked it on his head. R.J. Barrett was phenomenal for most of the night. And here's the thing. The second unit right now, the second unit scoring is sputtering a little bit. In that second quarter, R.J. Barrett started to take off. And IQ did a little bit of his thing, but then it kind of went off the rails. We still going to need McBride and IQ and those guys to kind of pick up the slack. And I know we've been hard on Obi Toppin here, 
But this is probably an instance when you're like, all right, if we need more scoring, maybe OB topping could help a little bit because we needed some help on a score. But I'll say this, the defense from that second unit, phenomenal in that second quarter. Phenomenal. But when the game was on the line and got to that third and fourth quarter, it was a little bit, it got a little bit shaky. Uh, and the, the one knock on RJ's game today was the turnovers. I, I do feel like he took a page out of Brunson's book and was paying with at a slower pace with head fakes and eye reads. And he was making better decisions because of that. And when it got to the fourth quarter, he started reverting back to rushing it. And I think it caused him to go a little bit off the rails. He threw like a, a bad lop ass to Sims. Um, and he even like, uh, he even like got away with an offensive foul when it went out of bounds, but he needs to, he needed to calm down a little bit, but all in all great game for RJ Barrett. Absolutely great game from RJ Barrett. Um, the good thing about RJ Barrett leading the second unit is this. We need him to take another step. I've talked about having that wing guy take the next step. With Derrick Rose being out and RJ Barrett taking the lead, this is a good time to make it feel like, you know what, this is what it looks like when RJ Barrett's running the team. This is this is a good time for the youngins to take the reins and run with it. Because at this point, the starter unit, is running away with things. Okay. I'm gonna read you some stats, but the starting unit is running away from things right now. The starting unit has been on a six game winning streak. And during that, since the, that, since this Mavs game, they've been leading the NBA with a net rating of 24.9 and a defensive rating of 98. Point six. So the, the first unit led by Jalen Brunson with Julie Rand, Julius Randle's toughness with RJ Barrett chipping and all of them averaging around 20 points a game. They're doing their job for us to get to the next level. I'm going to need RJ to take that next step, start to hit some threes fortify that second unit and made the correct plays with Emmanuel quickly nine times out of the 10. That's going to be the next step for us. Cause the front, the first unit that right now, the first unit has it. Even Julius Randall, he Julius Randall was pissing me off a little bit today with his shot selection. I didn't like the step back threes. I didn't like that, but he came in the clutch and Great awareness from Julius Randle at the end of the game. Buddy, he was lighting RJ Barrett up with step back threes. With the game on the line, he sees Buddy Hill about to hit like a step back mini mid-range jumper. Julius Randle comes flying in with the help defense. The Knicks secure the rebound, and now we're off to the races. So everybody is kind of growing. But to get to that next level. That second unit and RJ have to continue to grow. But we on the right track, guys. 
we have our identity. We have a we have a huge defensive identity now that we can lean on. We can lean on our three-point defense. The shots they made today, if you really think about it, half the shots they made from three today were in transition from Buddy Hill, who was hitting crazy shots, or step-back threes off the dribble from Buddy Hill and Nate Smith. They wasn't in some flow of the ops of the offense. Grimes was holding it down. These guys were helping. They were switching. They were connected defensively when it came to half-court Seth. They were trying their best to get back in transition, but the Pacers pushed the pace, man. They did they, they a good job at pushing the, pushing the pace. And there wasn't really that many egregious defensive lapses. But for, for us, for us to take that next step, that second unit, Miles McBride, I need him to get more comfortable, hit some threes. Take advantage of going to the hole. Sims. I need them to look for Sims more and get these lives going. We need our guards and IQ, McBride, and RJ to step up. But defensively, we here. We here. Definitely here. Big win. Huge win by these Knicks, man. Salute to the chat. Shout out to Roberto Rivera Jr. Shout out to El Marshall. Shout out to Fritz Alessandor, the best mod in the game. Shout out to I'm Nawaha. Shout out to you, my God. Shout out to Lee Escobedo. Shout out to El Marshall. Shout out to Craig McQueen. Shout out to Chuck D for, 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 for sharing KOT. Shout out to you, Chuck D. Shout out to uh, Building Blocks. Shout out to SNY who had our guy Lee, who interviewed our guy Lee. So shout out to them. Made his debut on SNY. Shout out to everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show. If you're loving this show so far, hit that like button and subscribe button. And you know what? You can also dial in right now at 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. I know we got Lee on the line. Lee, I'll patch you in, my brother. What's going on, Lee? Let us know how you feel, man. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, 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 yo. Julius Randle's outside. Julius Randle's outside. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Julius Randle leading us home, baby. I'm loving it, man. I'll tell you what, man. It feels so good this holiday season to have the hate in my heart Melt away. Mm. Just have nothing but love and compassion for my main man, Julius Randall. Dallas, Texas, stand up, baby. Let's Balling go. Let's go. New York Interbots. Four super clutch free throws there in the fourth quarter, man. Yes. Me and my girl were having a holiday party. We had a cookie party over here. We had friends over. And, man, I had to catch the last five minutes, bro. I had to step <laughs> away from everybody, put the TV on mute, and I was over here jumping up and down in my Brunson jersey. Scream at the top of my lungs, baby, because my Knicks pulled out seven games in a row. Seven Let's in a row, it, baby. <laughs> all right. I want to say this before I jump off, man. Look, this is Knicks family. We all love each other. We're super happy. I've been a good time. Let's give it up for the OGs in the game that holding down the fort since the days of Mucci Norris, the days <laughs> of Chasson Randall, the days of Pablo Frigioni. Pablo. My man, Jay Ellis. And Ryan have been holding down the fort. Shout out to him at the time show. The best Nick content show on YouTube, on the internet, with the best fan base, most loyal fan base. I love you guys. Love chatting with y'all. 
Let's go, Nick, baby. Shout out KOT. Shout out Fritz. Let's Best go. Let's go. <laughs> we deserve this, man. Y'all survived a lot. Y'all survived. Y'all survived that, man. Y'all survived Jerry and Grant. Y'all survived Jerry and Grant. Give you give yourself some five. You remember when we thought Jerry and Grant was gonna be it? You remember that? Do you remember that? Remember we thought Tony Douglas was going to be it? <laughs> Y'all remember that? Alex Chavette. Remember that? Remember Shane Larkin? <laughs> remember we thought Shane Larkin was going to be it? Oh, man. I love it. We have a point guard, man. Hey, yo, I'm going to bring you to some stats real quick. I don't know if anybody else wants to call it, but I, I'm, while I'm waiting, I'm just showing you some Brunson stat. Yes, man, Shane Larkin. Remember, Phil Jackson came in and traded for Shane Larkin, and I was like, this is, this, this is your big trade? We got Jalen Brunson here on a value deal, man. We might as well... This dude is underpaid. We might as well be paying Jalen Brunson chicken nuggets at this point, the way he's playing. Like that ass. We might as well be playing, paying this guy chicken nuggets and, and a side of fries because Jalen Brunson is absolutely changing things up. I got here thinking, man, the Dallas Mavericks has a five-out offense. How in the world is Jalen Brunson going to work with this? And he has absolutely found a way to work with this. A and it's crazy. You know what? I I I'm going to show you something real quick. I'm going to show you something real quick, right? So here, here here's Jalen Brunson's. Check out my man. Here's future Nick All-Stars Jalen Brunson's shot accuracy chart by the way of cleaning the glass right now you guys might not know but i be checking these things sporadically the beginning of the season jalen brunson had problems with bigger guards guarding him and he also had problems with the spacing if you're looking at the rim stats for his career he's been above average shooting at the rim this year, he's average right, as of today. But before today, he was below average shooting at the rim. The spacing was weird. I feel like we started the we started the year out moving without the ball. Then it got a little bit stagnant. But now at this point, he's he, he's figured it out. He's starting to finish at the rim again. Also, looking at his career threes. First year, 36%. Last year, 35%. Next year, 40%. The year before, 37%. He was in the 59th percentile at three-point shooting. He was below average at the end at the beginning of this year. Don't look now, but Jalen Brunson at this point is now average at shooting the three. And he's been on a tear lately from shooting to that three. A crazy tear. And I, I think I saw uh, Fritz put a stat up that said Jalen Brunson is shooting 46% from three over the last 10 games. 
So now what you're telling me is not only is this man a floor general, not only is this man rise to the occasion in the moment, not only is this man a natural leader in a locker room, but on top of that, he's a he's gonna he's a legit three-level scorer now with with I might add the highest usage rate on the team. People still think it's Randall's team. Randall gets gets the shots. Don't get me wrong. But J- Jalen Brunson has the highest usage rate on his team. This is Jalen Brunson's team. With Julius Randle being 1B. So, got to give it to Walt Parent. Got to give it to, to Leon Rose and those guys for getting... Jalen Brunson in a Nick uniform. Great job. Sergio Rodriguez. Yes, Sergio Rodriguez. You remember Sergio Rodriguez? <laughs> I love Sergio Rodriguez. And Sergio Rodriguez is great. And you know what? I have I, I wanna I have I'll be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about Mitchell Robinson. Okay, because Jalen Brunson has saved us a lot hitting clutch shots. But Mitchell Robinson gives us those extra shots. It got to the point where they was going to hack a Mitch because every time Jalen Brunson got to the hole, anybody got to the hole of Mitch, Mitch was right there to clean up the offensive rebound. And I'm gonna look at these stats right quick for Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson on the night. Where's the box score? Boop. Mitch, all right, 10 points, 13 rebounds, five offensive and four blocks. I was told he was overpaid. The big men, the real big men are doing work. It's doing work. And it's, it's, it's interesting too because I'm a Miles Turner guy. I want a Miles Turner here. But when it came to Mitchell Robinson versus Miles Turner today, even with the way that Miles Turner has been shooting all year, Mitchell Robinson gets the edge. Miles Turner, six points, eight rebounds, negative eight on a night. Hit a three in the corner to start the game. That was cute. But at the end of the day, he could not contain the monster, the power, which is Mitchell Robinson. Played great defense. Great offensive rebound. Love me some Mitch right now. And also, I always say this shout out to Quentin Grimes. We were bottom of the NBA when it came to defensive defensive rebounding percentage. I still believe that inserting Quentin Grimes in that starting lineup helped Mitch out because now Mitch has can stay home a lot more on his man and be in position to get those defensive rebounds. Defensive rebounds was not Mitchell Robinson's strength. For years, when you looked at his cleaning the glass stats for the last three years, he was very good at offensive rebound and below average. Today, eight 
Defensive rebounds from Mitch, five offensive, plus five on a night. The traditional center beat out the stretch five. Shout out to Mitchell Robinson, man. <laughs> Shout out to Mitchell Robinson. Love it, love it, love it. Next game up, though. I, you know what? This, this is a big statement game. You know why this is a big statement game? Because all of these are, you know what? The Knicks, they, they're beating the teams that don't have their guys. They don't have... The, their stars are missing. We beat the Pacers and they have everybody. Even Duarte played today. Big statement win by these Knicks. Next team up are the Pacers. All right? Not the Pacers. I'm sorry. Next team up is the Golden State Warriors um, with no Steph Curry, of course. I think we should win that game pretty. I think we got that game. I think we have that game coming up on Tuesday. I, we can very well be looking at that eight in a row. This, this can be a big winning stretch for these New York Knicks, but uh, that's going to be a big game for us as well. Um, Hopefully, hopefully we keep the winning going and it's funny because there's still guys out there who are talking about they're still pissed that the Knicks are winning right now but I, I said this on State of the Knicks the other day and I said it in other places when your team is winning especially when you're using a lot of your young players because right now most of the players that are playing that are winning right now are drafted by the New York Knicks. Jericho Sims drafted by the Knicks. Miles McBride drafted by the Knicks. Isaiah Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, Mitchell Robinson, RJ Barrett, all drafted by the Knicks. Only one not mentioned right now is Obi Topping because he's sitting now. We are beating teams going on a seven-game winning streak with more than half of our team that's been drafted by Knicks regime. So, for you guys who are scared that we not going to be able to make it, that these are empty, this is a mid-team, we can't go anywhere from here, that is not true. That is not true. At this point, you guys should be probably rooting for more wins because the more we win, the more value we have as a team. And that gives us options because not only are our assets collectively more valuable, we still have eight tradable first round picks on top of that. Which means at some point, if we feel like it, we could make a trade. But at this point, we don't even have to necessarily make a trade. If we don't want to, we can kick the can down the road. We can do a lot of things. We can do a lot of things. But at this point, it is absolutely a great thing that we are winning because the value of this team is raising up and the value of our picks that we collected are raising up and, and we'll be able to make move moving forward because if the Knicks plan is to trade for a star, now the pieces that we have are more valuable. The difference between us and the other teams in this position is we actually have picks to move around. So shout out to these Knicks. 
We're in a good place. We absolutely are in a good place. I really want to see how far can we take it. I still want to see if RJ Barrett can extend. Quentin Grimes. That man is baby Allen Houston. I want to see what he can do. I want to see if he can grow his game. This future is bright for this team, man. The future is bright for this team. We just have to make the right move next. But shout out to everybody's watching. If you like the show, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Here after every game, rain, sleet, snow. We are here. Tuesday, we are here. Christmas, we are here talking Knicks basketball. If you want to talk to me right now, you already know what to do. Call that number, 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. And you know what? Um, I'm going to shout out the chat. I'm going to shout out to everybody in the chat. If you're new in the chat, let me know. I'll shout you out. All right? Uh, and after after I shout out the chat, I'll end the show if nobody wants to call in. But shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to Robert Rivera, JT Riddick. Shout out to my guy, King Ja. I see you. I see you. Shout out to Ased Synonymous. Shout out to Nick Yak. Shout out, shout out to Lee's Pops, Gilbert Escobedo. I see you. Shout out to El Marshall. I see you. And shout out to everybody else who's rocking with the show. New, you said, I see you, YC. I see you. Welcome to the chat, YC. Adele Chapman, I see you. Welcome. Hold on. Is Tell Him Calling tonight? Hold on. Hold on. We got our guy Tell Him who's going to call in tonight. NBIC, shout out to you. NBIC says, yes, this just highlights the incompetence of the coach. I only took a year and a half to play the players that were already on the bench. Shake my head. You know what, NBIC? I'll say this. I'm upset that the coach didn't take the chance to play some of these kids last year. I do believe there were, there were instances where... Uh, IQ shouldn't have gotten a big chunk of the minutes last year over um, Alec Burks. I do feel like he was a little bit too hasty gluing McBride to the bench after he had that 19-point uh, assist game, 19-point game against Houston. Um, I do believe Obi Toppins could have gotten a lot more minutes when Julius Randle was throwing tantrum tantrums. I agree with you. This year, though, is a different year. I've had some small hangups with the coach this year. Um, but as the year has gone on, I will say that he's done some things that I've liked. And you know what, too? Jalen Brunson is a Tom Thibodeau guy. He allows Tom Thibodeau to, to go to his strengths. There was a point, point in the game where, you know, the game seemed like it might get out of hand. And at this point in the game, Tom Thibodeau would usually call timeout. But he had Jalen Brunson here. He was able to just have Jalen Brunson keep going with the flow. And Jalen Brunson made something out of nothing. So this team kind of allowed Tom Thibodeau 
to kind of lean on his strength is the defense. And I do, I do credit Tom for making a tough decision, putting Cam on the bench, injecting Deuce McGride, and putting Grimes in the starting lineup. That's all on the coach. He did a great job. I also give him credit for developing Mitchell Robinson to the beast that he is. So even though I've had my gripes with Tom Thibodeau, I can't be mad at him right now. I really can't. I can't. I could be pissed at him last year. This year, he's done right. And the front office has done a good job taking away his play things so we can move to the next level. So I'm happy about that. Now I just have to see if the front office remains patient and still let this let guys like Deuce, who still need some polish offensively, get a little bit more comfortable. All right. So I see we have somebody on the line. I see we have Chapman is on the line. Chapman. Let us know, man, what you want to talk Hello. about, sir. Hey, bro. One, always love. Happy holidays. All that love, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays, man. Uh, thank you, man. So I've been... I, I struggle watching the Knicks game. I, you know, got a million things to do, and I try to catch up on the replays whenever I can. So I, I know Tim shortened it up to a nine-man uh, rotation. Mm -hmm. So I heart Mitch... And Sims are in it? I heart Mitch and Sims are what? In the Miami man rotation? Yeah. Yes. I heart Sims. Oh. Yes. Are in the nine man rotation. OB is injured as of today, yeah. which so means now Sims is getting minutes. Power forward or one of them playing power forward while the other one's playing center or are they all alternating at the five? I feel like Sims is kind of playing the power forward spot. That's what it kind of looks like to That's me. Interesting. It's kind of interesting. You wouldn't think it would work, but defensively, it has been working out. I mean, our heart, he looks better next to Sims than he does by himself. That's for sure. Even though today when he went on that run, um, I'll have to say our heart didn't look his best <laughs> today in that third, fourth quarter. But, you know, it's been working well so far. No, all right. All right. Man, I, my Knicks, man. I, even Julius, man. I, 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 it's been like what two, three years with this man. I still don't know what to think of this man. <laughs> don't overthink it, man. Like I, all right, just enjoy, just enjoy. All right, don't, I got, it, I got. It. <laughs> don't overthink it, man. <laughs> here's here's the thing with Julius. Julius Randle, I keep saying Julius Randle's not the first option. He's a second. He's a third option to me. He's a third option to me. And as of today, he's playing his role. I feel like he can do play three, two or three quarters worth of basketball when it comes to clutch time. Um, it doesn't always work out in our favor. You saw you, he reverted. You saw it. You saw he reverted to the spin move at the end of the game to the turnover. We haven't even seen the spin move in a long time. So, you know, you're still going to get that from Julius Randle. But at the end of the day, I still have to commend that guy because defensively, I've seen him kind of close out on Buddy Hill helping RJ out. He hasn't been the guy who helps out on defense a lot. He's hit his clutch free throws. And at the end of the, and he's been helping out on the boards in that fourth quarter to help us seal this win. So at the end of the day, he gives us 25 points, 14 rebounds, and three assists. And he's a plus five on the night, and he's part of that winning streak so i'm not really overthinking it i'm not looking for him to be the number one option i'm just like cool he's playing his role as a number two and 
was keep it rolling. As as long as he's playing defense and m- minimizing his mistakes, um, I'll just roll with it for now. <laughs> so what tactic do you go with uh, with Obi when he gets back? What do you say? Yes, yeah, so you ride. You ride this as not until the wheels fall off, or you you uh you know play with fire and just try to force speed him in there. Just, you know, what's the question? You, you saying are you ride what to wheels fall off? Obi. Obi. When Obi comes back, yeah. What what, what what would your plan be? If Obi comes black, I would just put him business as usual. Put him back in the role he was before. Um. I would prefer to have the lineup to be Obi and Sims as the second unit. Okay. Um, and if he's playing well, give him a little bit extra minutes or experiments. I don't know if you I don't even know if the play small experiment is going to be happening again because of the success we've been having. Um, but I would have him back in his his role that he was before he was injured. But I would just like to have Sims in there instead of Hardenstein. All right, last question: Are we putting Tankathon away, or we, or we, or this team is, you know, going to give us something to cheer about? What do you think it's going to? How, how does the season go? I, I, Tankathon is going, dog. <laughs> Stop, Tankathon. I know a lot of y'all have Tankathon in your cookies, and <laughs> you have Tankathon bookmark, and you're like, "Ooh, Victor wouldn't be out." That's that. I'm letting you guys know that's not happening. Um. You might, if you do watch Tankathon, you might be just going. You might just watch Tankathon to watch what's going to happen with the Dallas Mavericks to see if, if we're going to get their pick. But as, <laughs> but as far as the Knicks pick, yeah, Tankathon is gone, man. Tankathon is gone. That's not happening. Don't torture yourself. <laughs> Take care, man. Take care. Thank you for the, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Shout out to you, Chapman. Thank you. All right. Next caller up, we have my man Tellum. Hey, what's going on, Jalen? Oh, we don't have Tellum. We got we got Reaper. NBIC. Oh, it's HBIC. Oh, okay. You sound like Reaper for a second. What's going on, HBIC? What's going on? Yo. So um, here's here's the, the dilemma I have, right? Mm-hmm. We just won seven in a row, and we're doing very well as a team. Like you, you read in the comment, um, my displeasure with this team is not the team because we've seen this story before in Chicago. Do you know the track record of Chicago when they were a regular season team, really good regular season team Mm -hmm. with a superstar player and an all-star player in in Joaquin Noah? And they got injured and they only made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. With this team, this team is a lot better than people are giving them credit to be. I see, because I'm looking long-term, I'm a Knicks fan, and I've been, you know, this is why I'm looking long-term. Okay. I see Tom Thibodeau as an assistant coach Mm -hmm. that does not make adjustments. In the playoffs, that's going to be exposed. So I'm saying, why not fire him now at the end of the season, 
why you have coaches available. You got Emil Doka, you got Mark Jackson, and you have Kenny Atkinson, just to name three, that are way better than Tom Dibble or Teflon Tom. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see how everybody, it's, I don't understand how everybody can get excited about winning seven in a row when you know that this dude is not a regular, he's not a playoff coach. And the other coaches are going to make adjustments. So it's hard for me to get excited. So I just want to hear your take. Okay, I, I think it's a little bit well. For I'll say this, um, this season he's made adjustments. This is the most adjustments I've seen him make in one season that I've seen him all year. Like I did not expect him to. Have, I didn't expect to have Grimes start. I didn't expect to have Evan Fournier be on the bench. I didn't expect uh, a lot of these changes, but he's definitely made adjustments this year. And I'm not the biggest Tom Thibodeau fan by any span, but I have to admit that he's definitely made adjustments. Um, and here's the thing, like the players play for him. The players absolutely play for him when their backs are against the wall. The players absolutely play for him. So I, it's, it's, if you want Tom Thibodeau to be fired, you're, it's not going to happen. Like, it's really not going to happen. You're just going to have to to kind of hope for growth within Tom Thibodeau and this team. Because at this point, when you have when the coach is on a seven game winning streak, there is no logical explanation to fire him. Like they're about to fire him when we got when when we were two games under 500. So the leash today is shorter, but as of the day, it's just not going to happen now. Here's the thing. I do agree that offensively he seems to be limited. But, like, it, I don't know, man. Even, like, during that Bulls game, it seems like he's adjusting offensively. I was watching a clip. Uh, ben posted a clip on Twitter. And he was talking about the adjustments that were made with Jalen Brunson running a guard pick and roll with Quickly at the beginning of the game towards the end of the game and how he moved Mitch from the center to the, to the corner and how much spacing that gave Brunson. Um, so like that's an adjustment that I don't really haven't really seen Tom make last year. And I don't know if it's because maybe he finally has a point guard where he feels more comfortable doing things with, or if somebody's in his era and he, and he's just trying new stuff. But like there are adjustments that he's being made. And I've said even last week that I feel like Tom is going to be a placement coach. And even though he's doing a good job this year, I feel like there will be a time where we have to move on from him because he is limited offensively when it comes to the playoffs. We saw it when we faced the Hawks. Um, so you might be right. We might have to move on from him. But uh, at this point, he's he's showing at least incremental growth on that side. So you're going to have to see what, what happens with him. All right. So salute to you. Thanks for calling in. All right. I don't know if any got next caller up. Is this, do we have a telemon online? line? 
No tell him. Tell him said he was gonna call in and then he dips. Wow. Tell him. I got something for you. Bruh. <laughs> tell him Coma's on the line, then hangs up. I don't know what's wrong with you. It's been a minute, tell him. It's been a minute. Are you on hold? <laughs> But salute to the chat. It's funny. Um, I, it's not the first time we talked about having Ime Idoka here as well. And I'm definitely a fan of Ime Idoka. I love what he did for the Celtics. But I'm, I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm a little bit worried about the baggage that comes with Ime Idoka. We've already went through this thing where Isaiah Thomas was going through like sexual assault charges and that was a whole circus so me personally i would like to avoid all of that mayhem that comes with an Ime udoka even though i do respect him as a coach like i might be willing to do it if there was like oh he went through some rehabilitation and did some therapy and did some public statement and then maybe at that point maybe i would do it but he made doka seems risky to me when it comes to publicity this is new york this is this is a media nightmare and i know people will say no but rick rick, rick brunson is here and he done a lot worse but rick brunson was a, a lot less public you know and he's not the head coach he's not the face he can kind of hide as the the assistant so it'll be a little bit nuts <laughs> it'll be a little bit nuts but salute to the chat shout out to everybody that was rocking with the show if you're loving the show so far hit the like button hit the subscribe button <laughs> all right uh i've got word that tell him is active and ready <laughs> tell him testing 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 one two three mm -hmm. hey how you doing tonight jay ellis hey how's everybody doing tonight on the kot show baby so boom check this out first thing first seven straight wins is a phenomenal we got the world cup science plane great birthday just wanted to throw that out there <laughs> i love how we look i love that the 25 and under goons are getting opportunities and i don't want to be a party pooper but somebody has to say it so if i gotta die on the sword so be it <laughs> get zero credit for doing the stuff that our fans have suggested for at least a season and a half. This head coach, in my opinion, is simply a play coach. This head coach, play veteran, had Todd Gibson switch on Trey Young and get sprayed. This head coach refused to play the French freak Franklin Latino, but he will bring him in at the end of the game to get cooked. This head coach right here, oh, no, 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 no. Just seven games ago, we all wanted him going. Now, I understand he looks sexy right now, but I just want to give y'all a little something. I am an investor. I have an investor's mindset. You know what that means? I buy low, 
I'm so hot. Right now, I ain't going to fire you. But best believe, when things get nasty, maybe after the season, I'm getting rid of him. I just want to let that be super duper clear. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I believe we gave him a five-year deal, mm-hmm. and the first three is guaranteed. Uh, so basically, firing him now, we would be paying him and paying another coach. So if we just wait and he continues to coach the way that we want him, for example, letting Quinton Grimes be the transformer that we know he is and be Optimus Grimes, for example, letting the dudes get loose, for example, letting the walls of Jericho go out there with that afro and be athletic, small stuff like that, if he continues to do that, great. But for me to see him be reluctant to do that, Jay Ellen, and now he's doing it and he's proving us all right, Hell no, this guy is <laughs> Are you crazy? What? Now, boom, again, investor's mindset. Love Julius Randle. Love how he's playing. But you got to buy low and sell high. If I wanted to move him for being bad last year, what would I have gotten, Jay Ellis? Nothing, right? Nothing. But now how's he playing? Like the COVID Randle, right? So, again, remove your emotions. Sorry, Jay Buy low, sell high. If I move Obi, what am I getting? His resume is whack. I ain't getting him. But if I can create space to play Obi, develop him, make him look like a monster, and then move Obi or Randall or whatever, I'm getting more. You understand what I'm saying? So I hate to be the party pooper because we cooking. We're the seventh straight. This is mad fun. But my eye is still in the prize, which is still moving Randall at the right time, maybe not this season, maybe after the season, and definitely Changing his head coach. I'm sorry. Now, I know <laughs> that you don't like Ime Udoka, but check this out, Day Ellis. I don't care about the sex. I don't care at all. All I saw was a rookie coach take a team two wins away from the NBA Finals. That's all I saw. I saw no sex. I saw no scandal. I ain't see any of that. I don't care about it. I only care about the basketball. And I think he would help groom our young men into young marks. That's just what I believe. And I think he will be a great choice. And if not him, maybe somebody else. But I know a coach who was reluctant to do what we wanted him to do, but is now finally doing what we wanted him to do, ain't going to be getting no credit from me. Absolutely not. I will tell him thank you, but when it's time to get rid of him, I'll get rid of him ASAP. Okay? <laughs> so let's enjoy this seven-game win streak. Next game, I believe, is Golden State. No curry. You know what we're going to do. We're going to put him in the back and smoke him. And then I don't know if we have a game before the Sixers. I'm sure we do for, for Christmas. But I just want to let them tell you Sixers no. Because I don't like them for the sport. I just want them to know. On Christmas, my gift is packing them out. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I didn't know what I was telling him, he's one of our listeners. He's very excitable. So- Tell him, chat, chat, tell him. Ah, a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. Here's the thing, guys. Tom Thibodeau is not a perfect coach. There is no such thing as perfect coaches. So I understand the sentiment, but it's not going to be plausible to, to, to fire that guy. It's just not at this point. Like, we, it's going to look crazy to fire Tom Thibodeau after this. Now, here's the thing what you have to realize. I still give him some credit because Tom Thibodeau benched his boy. When I say he benched his boy, I'm talking about Derrick Rose. That's his boy. 
He benched this boy for Deuce McBride. And granted, it saved his job. It helped him save his job. But the, I guess what everybody's really pissed about right now is the Sims Hartenstein thing. What I have to tell you was this. The Hartenstein thing isn't Tom's fault. The Hartenstein thing isn't Tom's fault. Similar to the Evan Fournier thing. There's politics involved. When the front office gets a new player here that first year, they get that new player here that first year with a promise that they're going to get playing time. This is how we see your role. This is what we're going to do. You're going to be the backup center for the New York Knicks. You're going to be going to run some plays for you where you have the ball in your hand. And that's what it is. So for him to come here, and have Hartenstein bench as soon as we get the contract is just not going to happen, even though we all see that Sims deserves that spot. So that's not Tibbs. That's the front office. Yeah. What's going to happen is this. Next season, Hartenstein, very plausible that Hartenstein gets the Evan Fournier treatment. Because if you guys remember last season in November, December, I was like, yo, we need to start Grimes. We need to start Grimes over Evan Fournier because Grimes' defense is way better than Evan Fournier's day one. And he's a low usage player who doesn't get distracted when he doesn't get the ball. He still plays hard on defense and he can hit threes. And at the end of the day, he's just more valuable to us to Evan Fournier. I saw it. So if I saw it rocking my KLT hat, sitting on the couch, Tom saw it too, most likely, but he wasn't able to do that because the front office gave Evan Fournier money. So now that he's not promised now, now, now Evan Fournier is not happy. He's not getting any playing time and he's on the bench and he can do what he has to do to save his job. So I, I, I understand your frustration. Some of the things are Tom's fault. Like I said, the Alec Burst thing is definitely Tom's fault. The, the Julius Randall thing is definitely Tom's fault, but Evan Fournier and Hartenstein is on the front office. That's on the front office. And as far as selling high on Julius Randle, here's, here's the thing for me once again. I'm not for trading Julius Randle for the sake of trading Julius Randle. I've seen some Julius trade Randle trades out here. It was like, yo, Dario Saric and Jay Crowder and a first round pick from the Phoenix Suns. So the first round pick of the Phoenix Suns is what, like a 28 pick as of now, to me, if you're moving Randall, it has to be at least two first, if you're thinking to move it. But to me, I don't even think a first is worth, worth it. I feel like if we're moving Randall, it's going to be this, my same philosophy for other guys. It's going to me. It's going to be move Julius Randall for an impact player.
Um, now, as far as the, 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 the construction of this team, it, to me, it makes more sense. Like, let's say I'm because of where Randall is. To me, there's not many impact players I would trade him for, but I, I would say at least the way I think of it right now in my mind. But one trade I would definitely do for Randall would be like Randall picks and players for like a Joel Embiid. If like if you want to do something like that, I'm doing that in a heartbeat. Say Joel Embiid gets this tired because 76ers don't win and next season comes and be like, you know what? Let's move Randall. Um Let's move Randall and get Joel Embiid in here. I'm with that. This other player, I seen like Randall for like KP. KP is hardly healthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I still need to see more from Obi Toppin to be comfortable replacing Julius Randall's minutes. Now, if Julius Randall, now if it's Obi Toppin next to Embiid, then that makes sense to me. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying that to say. Not all Julius Raid trades are created equal. Is all I'm saying. The truth is not. It's not. It's no longer. Oh, let's just trade Julius Randle just to trade him. Like we have to trade him to improve the team. Because people are saying, I know people want to trade Randle the tank, and they're forgetting that we have a guy named Jalen Brunson here who's in his prime, and he's like, what, twenty six years old. Like we can't that trading Julius Randle doesn't mean tanking. If we're tanking, we have to trade Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, and then restart it, and then have RJ Barrett run things with the second unit. And like that's really like a rebuild for real. People are so focused on just moving Randle for whatever, but like that kind of defeats the purpose of having Jalen Brunson here in the first place. Because Jalen Brunson is a, a win now piece. So I'm, I understand the sell high. I'm not completely against trading Randall, but the trade has to make sense to me. Especially because Julius Randall right now can destroy most power forwards in the East and West. So I don't know. I don't know. That, that, that's how I look at it. That's how I look at it. Next call up. Next call up, we have Big Reaper. Big Reaper, you still there? Yep, yep, I'm here. Thank you guys for taking my call, man. Yeah, I got to give it up to them. Great win tonight, you know. Like, I was really trying to see if the defense, if they are going to turn it on, like, in the, first, in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, it was kind of spotty throughout the whole game. Uh, they kind of, you know, they let me Smith lose. Uh, Julius kind of lost track of him quite a bit. Uh, but overall, I mean, you got to like how they were playing defense, you know, like especially that, you know, late that fourth quarter. And what can you say about Jalen Brunson, man? Like he's just, you know, he's just that guy right now. Especially like also, I don't know if you guys noticed or if you talked about it, um, but did you guys notice in the fourth quarter, late fourth quarter, Julius Randle badly wanted the ball, like the last couple of possessions, but, uh, Jalen just kind of ignored him, used him as a pick to get him out the way. No, I missed that part. Did you see that? I missed it. Yeah, like, especially the last one where Julius Randle, you remember when he got filed, and he kind of really, like, hooked the dude's hand really hard, 
And so kind of got nervous that he was going to get a tech. But, look, I mean, I'm not trying to pick him, Julius. He played a great game right? and stuff. I, I, I like the way he played. Right. Uh, you know, uh, but it was just uh, – the one thing I noticed about Jalen, I kind of – I've noticed, like, he's been basically – Julius has been calling for the ball late. In uh in these games, especially the both ones, he's just been like just taking. Good. It, you know? he's just been going, you know, going his own way, which is good. Good. And so, <laughs> you know, starting to see that, like, you know, it's a good thing because yeah, I'm starting to see exactly Jalen's team now. Yeah, at least in a full full, he's gonna decision, and so that's a good thing. You know, so I was really happy to see that. Um, I know um, previous call was talking about like you know Thibodeau and. For me, like, I think I said a few weeks ago, even when they were losing, I mean, Thibodeau firing Thibodeau at this point, I just didn't see it, you know, like them, it really helping the team. For me, I felt like Thibodeau should have been fired last year because it was like, because they basically just wasted last season. It was yeah. like a wasted season, and they didn't, that didn't have to be the case. And for me, I felt like it was a fireable offense. But, you know, this time to keep them is almost like you've already made your bet, right? Right. Um, and so, like... You know, and then then you got to ask yourself, like, you know, even if they would have, like, when they were doing, they, they were playing terrible, if they would have fired Thibodeau, like, who else were they going to get? Because I think the front office would have been doing it to save, to cover their own rear end, but it's like, who are you going to get to basically uh, to turn the team around, right? And if it doesn't work, no, honestly, if they would have had a bad season, uh, and I know they were going to try to get rid of Thibodeau before the season ended, but it was not going to work. I think Dolan would have cleaned out. It just because of the way, like, the tenure shaked out. That first year, you know, they had they did well, but unfortunately for them, they had, like, bad. Like, so they had last year was bad, and then if they would have had another bad year, I was actually, I'm in a camp thinking, like, Dolan would have cleaned house. But So I think they've basically... You know, uh, Thibodeau, and they basically saved their own job. So, for sure. Uh, you know, so it's definitely a good thing uh, for them. And so hopefully, you know, hopefully they keep it up, you know. Um, just got to see. For me, I just got to – if the defense stays there, like as long as they play defense, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, but sometimes you kind of see them like, you know, they're – they kind of drop off on the defensive effort sometimes. I know that first game we played against the, uh, the Bulls, the defense wasn't really there. And so, you know, it would have been an issue for them. But, like, the second game, they, they came back. And then the defense today was okay. But the one thing I, I think they're showing is that's good, that they can pick it up when they need to. And so I really just hope it continues. I hope, you know, either they fall out on a defensive end all game or or if you pick it up whenever you got to pick it up. So I, I thought it was a great effort. Uh, but I mean, it was gutsy. So, yeah. I got you. I got you. Salute. So, Yep. Sorry. All right, thanks, man. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. No problem. All right. You know, it's funny. I feel like they did okay versus the Bulls the first game. I just, I think, you know what I think happened? I feel like the Bulls just got the benefit of the whistles. Um, DeMar DeRozan specifically. I think that he, they, he got the James Harden whistle. They was calling a lot of ticky-tack fouls, and I don't think they would have got the points they got but the, the refs kind of pushed them in, into that space. And to be honest, even today, the, the Pacers got a lot of weird whistles when it came to fouls. But um, I'm not going to lie. We got the benefit of a couple of whistles, too. Like, the, the they missed the, the refs missed the out-of-bounds play when Mitch hit the ball out-of-bounds. Um, RJ shoved off. That should have been an offensive foul. They didn't call it. 
Um, but they missed a few plays that were the benefit of us too. But um, for but um, we got a few more like foul calls on us than I thought we should have. That that was interesting. Um, next caller up, we got tell him who who's back with a question. Tell him you still on the line. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can hear you. Test, test, test. Yep, test, test, test. All I got right. you. Check this out. I'm going to be quick. The Randall trade, as you were pointing out, I agree. We ain't giving him away for free. Anybody wants to give him away for free, you bugging. Mm-hmm. But like you like to say, yesterday's price isn't today's price. Yes. That's the situation now, baby. <laughs> so tell Randall to keep pushing. Number two, you big for calls because he be seeing stuff that we don't all see. I didn't see Jalen Brunson being gangster and waving Randall off. No, I didn't see that either. I like to hear that, and I'm going to start looking for that. So shout out to Big Reaper for his intelligent calls, as always. And I just wanted to say to my boy, pick for Timmy the second. He, right now, I just want him to see this because we win a seven straight. I just wanted to know that we out. I appreciate you telling. <laughs> Shout out to Picks for TV. Yo, those are like the ride or die. Yo, pick, yo, picks. Picks for TV, Reaper. Tell them Jason M. <laughs> those guys, man, be the, they be they be here here. They be here. Shout out to you. Shout out to Stanley Mann as well. Shout out to Fred. Shout out to, to my guy, uh, <laughs> Alexander, who be me, helping me out with the graphics on here. Miguel P., shout out to you. Anybody new, let yourself know. If you're new, let me know. Agent Super Argo, shout out to you. I saw somebody subscribe to the channel earlier. We was in mid-conversation. I missed who did it, but salute whoever subscribed to the channel. If you love, if you love the channel, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We here after every game talking Knicks basketball. And it, it, it's funny. We're not the biggest channel or the most popular channel, but damn it, if we ain't influential, I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that. KOT is influential. I'm going to tell you that right now. First, first, first content creators with the Brandon Hats, KOT. First content creators with a who had a prominent woman content creator on the team was KOT. Shout out to Kathy. First content creating team who had branded Instagram was KOT. Shout out. First content creators who had a working blog. KOT. Shout out to that. A lot of firsts. A lot of firsts. First one is to try a Discord chat too. We bring the Discord chat back. It's coming back. I just have to figure out how to. I know how to technically do it now. I just didn't have the equipment to do it, but now I do. There's a lot of firsts. We did a lot of firsts. And it's funny. I, I was pitching to collaborate with a few people on some firsts. And then they, he was like, oh, yeah, we, we'll do it with you. And then they went and did it on their own. So I've, I've been slow key giving other people ideas, trying to collaborate with them. But don't, don't worry, KT got more first in the bag. He got more first coming. All right. <laughs> Just shout out to everybody who's watching the KT show. 
Respect to everybody who's rocking with us. I appreciate you guys, all right? <laughs> you need perfect. I don't know what that means, but shout out to you, uh, Thermal Sato Barry. All right? We found the KOT through on IG. Yeah, IG was strong back in the day. If y'all don't know, I'm, I'm a designer. I'm a graphic artist. I'm an illustrator as well. So uh, I used to draw the own merch. So if you see the merch, the drawings, I, I actually drew the drawings, designed the logo. I designed the look of this whole stage. I used to design um, Nick's Fan TV stuff over there before I left. Shoot, they still low key using the post game live thing that I made. They just kind of jazz it up. <laughs> but shout out to everybody who's rocking with the show. That is our show. Thank you guys for, for calling in. I appreciate the support. And also, another big shout out to Lee who made it on SNY. Big deal. Big, big, big deal. Shout out to you, Lee, for, for making it over to SNY TV. Um, Working on another another big guest. Hopefully that comes through for us and we get bigger, bigger and, and, and a lot of guests moving forward. All right. All right. That is our show because I don't think anybody else is here. But shout out to everybody in chat. We'll be back on Tuesday. And we also will be back on Christmas Day. So enjoy us with your Christmas meals and your gifts. And enjoy us Tuesday. We will be going for eight in a row on Tuesday. I, I didn't even think that would ever happen. I never thought that would ever happen that we would reach eight in a row. But we, we reached eight in a row. We, we were knocking on the door. So shout out to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate. I appreciate every, you, every one of you guys. All right. All right, so you already know the drill. You can follow us on all these places on the KOT show on Twitter, the Nick and Tom show on Instagram, the Nick and Tom show on Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud, SoundCloud iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to KOT. Get those snapbacks as well. Black and white and blue and orange. Get those on KOT as well. Shout out to you. And also shout out to FUBU TV. If you want to watch Knicks for free for seven days on MSG, go to FUBU TV slash KOT. That's FUBU TV slash KOT. You can watch Knicks for free. You can watch other sports channels for free. You can actually set it up so you can record the games. Um, FUBU TV is pretty dope, man. Shout out to FUBU TV. Thank you guys for working with us. That is our show. Shout out to Lee's Pops. I'm glad you enjoyed the show, man. <laughs> that is our show. Um, we'll be back Tuesday, and you know the drill, as always. Shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Mess out here in these Knicks YouTube and Twitter streets. That is our show. We are out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,